0: What happened to our little baby boy who didn't say boo and now he's throwing the biggest tantrums ever?
1: He's finding all those emotions. Oh,
0: all the emotions and his voice. He's found his voice. He has. Especially when it comes to changing his nappy in the morning. It's the biggest tantrum every single day.
1: Don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, you he's don't get, get to right see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited because before we jump into our sponsors and saying hi, I'm just going to take, give you a little snippet. So M is a friend of mine and she is a genius at offering the most amazing advice when it it comes to tantrums. So we've got her on. She has her own podcast, Hey Mama. She also runs the Conscious Mothers Group Instagram um, and the Conscious Mothers Group on Facebook. And this is her jam. This is the stuff she's really passionate about. And I think she'll actually change your mind about tantrums and how they're actually probably a really good healthy thing um so we're going to delve into that but first welcome to first time parents an unedited unfiltered podcast about us as first time parents sharing all our shitty and glorious moments
1: 14 months ago and strong
0: I know. He's he's off um, having a little sleep at the moment. Um, and speaking of sleep, we are still super pumped to be sponsored uh, by Love to Dream at the moment, who have actually um, got an amazing sleep guide to build healthy sleep foundations. So if you want to check that out, make sure you do. All you need to do is download it from the show notes. It's a free gift guide from Love to Dream, your essential guide to healthy sleep foundations. So what they've done, which is really cool, is put together a whole heap of sleep Tips for parents of all different ages, so that you can know when your baby needs to sleep. Big, big love to Love to Dream, Uh, an awesome gift from there. So you'll find uh, feeding routines, sleeps, uh, you know, self-soothing. Like I said, the awake times, and like I said, it feels like a fairy godmother has just poof. That's
1: life-saving right there. Yeah, get around it. Get around it.
0: It's an awesome gift from Love to Dream, your essential guide to healthy sleep foundations. Okay, our next guest, Emily. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. I, I, love, I love everything that you say, Em. I think that, um, you know, you're such a beautiful mum. You've got two kids yourself and third on the Way. Way. Um, Yay. i'm crazy yes you're, you're
1: one of those aren't
0: you? <laughs> yeah you're crazy but you were just saying you're literally sitting in your car right now um <laughs> hiding that's from, a quiet place yeah hiding it's from, the, it's in
2: the garage in the car away so that no one knows they think i've gone off somewhere because if they think i'm in the house they'll just be banging on the door but, yeah, I just said I'm, like, totally prepared for this episode because I've already had four tantrums this morning from the two of them within, like, a 20-minute block, so...
1: Amazing. Yeah. Oh. Fresh fresh on the mind then.
0: Well, Em, you're a pro because your little boy was having uh, four tantrums this morning. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, between the two of them, between the two.
2: It was oh, between one, both. The other, yeah, yeah, the four-year-old and the two-year-old, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm so prepared for this. I've just done all the practice like only 10 minutes ago, so I'm ready to chat.
0: Okay, well, the reason why I wanted to talk to you is what I love about what you share on the Conscious Mothers group um, on the Instagram is just a different insight into tantrums, mm. which I think a lot of parents, even like... I've had this conversation with Griffo sometimes. I'm like, Memphis having these with us because he's really safe, feels safe with us and that's him letting out his emotion and expression and I think so many of us tell kids not to have tantrums and, like, you know, they try and stop them in their tracks but we're really not supposed to do that, are we? We're supposed to let them get it all out. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really like changing a perspective because,
2: we kind of just believe that they're a naughty thing, that what they're doing is they're acting up and they're manipulating us or, you know, it, that it's a negative thing um, and that's not our fault. You know, it's just what we've been taught from our parents and the parents before, like, and then just the generation, generation after generation. But now we actually know different because we're in an era of research and, you know, um, it, the knowledge is out there for us to, um, for us to use. So you're exactly right. It is. So I actually, I actually like calling it an emotional release rather than a tantrum because I feel like tantrum has quite negative connotations mm, with yeah. it. You know, because we do feel like it's a it's bad that they're bad if they have a tantrum. So yeah, it is. It's it's them getting out emotion in the only way they know how. So we as adults. We can communicate. Some of us still can't, right? Yep. <laughs> but most of us can communicate when we're feeling angry, when we're feeling sad, when we're feeling disappointed or scared. And we can let, whether it be our partner who we feel safe with or somebody else know that that's how we're feeling in that moment, that we're overwhelmed, we need to take a break. And we have some kind of tools that we might use to mm. to help us in those situations. Um, and like I said, some of us don't because some of us still actually haven't got that emotional regulation most likely because it wasn't taught to us from a young age. Um, so yeah, now think about a toddler whose brain is so underdeveloped. Like, like when a baby's brain is, is born, like, I think it's like, well until 26, our brain is not fully developed yeah. like, until 26, 28 even. Um, so at the toddler age, it's kind of only at that 75%, even less. And we're expecting them to be able to regulate these big, big emotions that are coming up for them. And they just can't. Yeah, They need to get them out of their body so that it's not stuck inside them and creating more tension and mm. more anger and more frustration. So our job is really just to allow it and sit with it and let the emotion all come out but also holding our boundary. Mm. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah. So how, like, yeah, I
1: was going to say, it's, uh, how it makes you, sense, but how do you do yeah, that? Yeah. How
0: Does do you, you hold your yeah. boundary? Because like, for example, you know, at the start of the podcast, how I was saying like, Mep, he's only 14 and a half months. And look, I am I do my best not to get shit all over me in the morning yeah. as I'm and I swear the next door neighbors think I'm I'm murdering my son because <laughs> the scream, he's got tears rolling down his eyes. It's like the worst thing in the world. And you know, you're trying to pin them down a little bit, but then I'm like, oh, I don't want to pin him down, and he's getting so strong. And he's and so there's poo everywhere. And I think like, what boundary? Like, how do I do you know what I mean? Like, of course I'm not gonna yell at him, but I think if you'd had if you're sleep deprived or this or that like i'm sure your patience is probably very thin. thin yeah yeah,
2: and, and, you know, there are going to be times where you are going to yell because you're so triggered and, like you yeah. said, you're, you're sleep-deprived and that's just going to come up. Like, there's nobody, there's not a parent out there that doesn't at one point yell or scream <laughs> yeah. or, you know, do something that they probably don't want to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they don't want to, but they can't help it. And that's just because of our triggers and our patterns yeah. that have been created in our own childhood. Um, But, yeah, I guess, so... <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there is a little bit of misconception with this whole um, tantrum, emotional release thing in that mm. you're being a passive parent and that you're just allowing them to mm. do whatever they want. And it's and that is absolutely not true. So having a boundary is so, so important because having a boundary makes them feel safe because they know that you're in charge. And if you're just letting them do anything willy-nilly, they're not going to feel safe. They're not going to mm. feel like my mom or my dad knows what how to be a leader they know how to guide me they know how to keep me safe right so yeah holding that boundary so say it is the the changing the nappy yeah you know that it that it's going to have this effect pretty much every time right you know it so you can anticipate that it's going to mm-hmm. happen and you can let him know you know okay we're going to go do a nappy change now I know you don't like doing that. I know it's it can be so hard for you when we do a nappy change, but we have to because I can't let you sit in a poo all day or <laughs> yeah. whatever it is you know, Yeah. Day. yeah. Um, so sometimes like, and I reckon you can start doing this with Menth now, like even though he's a bit younger, his receptive language is at a point where he can understand pretty much everything you're saying. Yeah, Around he does, does They yeah. say they can pretty much understand everything that you're saying. They can't. Um, express it um, to you, like they can't communicate it back to you but they can understand so you can actually say to him, okay um, you could give him a choice, like do you want to go and have your nappy changed here or here or would you like to do it now or in two minutes and it's just giving him that little bit of power so a lot of the time with anything with toddlers is that it's a, it's the power struggle, it's the fact that they want to have some control in it Mm -hmm. Because they're asserting their authority right now and their independence isn't that yeah. crazy
0: but we do say that sometimes like he the other day um I, and I, didn't i say to you like i felt scared it was the first time that i saw him angry at the in the high chair like i've seen him like throw a wobbly you know with food or whatever when he's teething but he literally was aggressive in this way that he threw his food and i was like it was kind of exactly like you said he was kind of showing me like i'm the boss mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was yeah. like oh, it makes total sense because from the second they've been born,
2: we've been making all the decisions for them. Sit here, wear this, go here, pick you-I'm gonna pick you up now, I'm gonna put you down, I'm gonna pass you to this person. And then they get to this point where they can actually understand things, they can move around a little bit, and it's like, hey, like, I can actually do this, and it make and it causes this effect. Like they're learning cause and effect, and they're like. I can have a say in this. Like, I don't have to just be told what to do all the time. Um, so, yeah, they they start <laughs> to um, protest and have a little fight about it because they're like, yeah, I want to um, stand my ground in this family because I'm also a member.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, having a choice is always a really good option, like, to start with so they feel like, they have a little bit of control in it and even if like you know you're at an age like so Memphis like just over one so he's probably not communicating so much back to you but Mm. it's just like it's just starting to dabble in it I guess now for you guys and and then I guess you you just get more practice at it so when he is actually able to say yes or no back to you it's kind of like Um, quite clear to him what's going on. Mm. And he already feels like he's a part of it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's the first thing you can do. But then when he is fighting you, it's about just, you know, not saying, oh, we'll just give up now and we'll just do it later because you're just, it's too hard. It's like being really consistent with the fact like, no, we are doing it now because I have to change a nappy. Like that's a non-negotiable. Changing a nappy is a non-negotiable. It's not something that... We can just go about the day and not get done. Obviously, Mm. he would end up with a nappy rash or whatever, you know, he'd be smelly all day. Um, So it's holding that and saying, no, we are doing this, but I know it's really hard for you and I can see how upsetting it is. I can see how angry you're feeling about me doing this because you really don't want me to. So the difference is we're validating the emotion that's coming up. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Working with them, uh, yeah. You know, that's you know, and and comforting them as well.
2: Do you... Yeah, exactly. Like it's just them knowing that what they're feeling is not wrong. Yeah, like them feeling that emotion is not wrong. It's not um, it's not invalid. It's totally fine for them to feel that way. But we're still doing it.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I mean. He has chucked a couple wobblies with me when I've changed him, but nowhere near as much as with Heidi. So is that just that relationship or him pushing a bit more back on mum because, I don't know, mum's giving me the shits or whatever it is?
2: Oh, 100%. Like, usually, like, the primary caregiver, which is very often the mum, is always the one who cops it. Like, they're always going to get the most emotion because they are the safe space, like they are the person that this baby, this child, this toddler, they know that no matter what I do, this person is going to always love me. So I'm going to let it all out because they will keep me safe and they will love me. And especially if you are practicing parenting in this way and you're being respectful, Mm. they're going to know that they can do that with you. And it's so hard for us. It's so bloody high. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why do you only do it with me? Cause, yeah. You know, you send them off to daycare or you send them off to grandparents, and they're like, oh, they're just so good. Yeah. Man. They just
0: do this and they do that. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do that to me. I'm like, well, that's what I say to everyone. Does he do that to you on the change table? Does he do that to you? No. No. I'm like, yeah. Motherfucker. why did you choose me and like i said i'm literally like there's poo up the wall there's poo everywhere or like even this jumper i think that's a poo stain on here yeah. because i'm yeah. like it's just it's just life now for me exactly. so when
2: they get to the point where they're having a tantrum it's it's often as well sometimes not even about exactly what's happening i mean sometimes it is but a lot of times it's things that's built up throughout the day so You probably even find that after they've been to daycare or after they've been to grandparents, they're going to have a massive release when they come home. They're going to find something Mm. that's going to help them get that emotion out. And, you know, like I said, you're the person that they're going to do it with because you're their safe person. And I really like to switch the... um, perception of that one to feel like that's a real honor like as as their mom like it's a real honor for for you to be able to hold that for them mm. and and be that person for them rather than thinking of it as a burden.
0: Yeah, and I think like there was a video that I saw um on socials I'm sure you would have seen it as well and it was it went viral because this little he must have been like a little boy he was 2 to 3 years old and he was having this major like uh, we'll call it a wobbly like he was you know wobbling all over the place (laughs) and he was really really upset and the dad literally just sat next to him and just like put his hand out if the kid didn't want the hand and he kept going and the dad just sat there until the kid had emotionally got it all out And then he dropped to his dad and he just cried and cried and cried. And the reason why it went viral is because, you know, you see so many parents not having won the patience for that kind of thing, not being able to hold space. And I think when people go, oh, isn't being holding space, like that's a bit hippie or whatever, you know, because people don't really understand that. We straight away want to react, don't we? And the dad literally just held space for this boy and it was the most beautiful moment. And that's why so many people were talking about it because they're like, that's how you, um, you know, this isn't a way that you can help your child get their emotions out and just be there to support and not be like you're doing something wrong.
2: Yeah, exactly. And often, you know, once they've gotten that out, they just feel so much better. Just like us, you know, like if we've had a big cry or whatever, like we, we feel better. And I think it's really important to touch on what you said about how people, you know, they don't have the patience or they might not be Mm -hmm. able to do it. And I just want to say, like, if you are that person who's having a really hard time, like, um, you know, allowing these feelings for your child, like, that's not your fault. That is not your fault at all if you're feeling that way because the reason why you're probably feeling that way is because in your childhood you weren't allowed to feel sad or you weren't allowed to feel angry and you were probably shamed, punished, sent to your room, for feeling that way. You know, like say you had a tantrum as a kid, like say you were feeling so angry and you were screaming and yelling. What would the generation of our parents have done? They'd have just said, stop doing that. Go to your room. You can't do that. Right? So this child or or you then as a child felt like, Oh, anger is not allowed. Mm. I'm not allowed to feel that because I get in trouble. Anger is bad. Um, you know, I, I'm going to get punished if I do that. So you start to suppress it and you don't feel it anymore. Or sadness as well. Like if you cry, a lot of the times parents um, want to distract that because yeah. they're like, I don't want my kid to feel sad. So they distract distracted and then the child then begins to think, oh, I can't feel sad because my mum doesn't want me to feel sad because it, it's too hard for her. So I'm going to suppress that and I'm going to push it down. Mm. And then as adults, we, we then can't feel sad and we feel like it's bad if we do. Yeah. So... If that's if any of you are like resonating with that, and you're feeling like yeah, I really do think that anger is a bad thing, or I feel like feeling sad is not accepted, then it's just most likely something that happened in your childhood, which is not your fault, and it's also not your parents' fault because yeah. everyone, all the time, is just doing the best that they they know mm, how. Exactly. Yeah. So this uh, in, in any way shaming what you're doing or what your parents did. We're all just doing the best we know. Yeah. And, and right now, um, like I said before, the, the world that we live in and, and the access
0: we have to information, we, we can know a lot more and, mm. and then we can do better. So, Em, if your little boy now is, like, just getting all the anger out or, like I said, memph the first time that I saw him, real aggressive <laughs> the other day, and, like, say you're in a shopping centre or whatever, and I think what happens is, like, you... You're thinking – you're being a people pleaser. You're thinking about Mm -hmm. everyone else and you're like, oh, my God, I don't want my kid to be screaming the house down and this and that. So you either maybe try and shut them up with food or you really, like, you take them out of the moment. So what would you suggest doing in that situation? Like, you know, whether you've got, like, a little toddler or, you know, a baby that's a little bit older.
2: I mean, a kid that's a
0: little bit older. It's so – (laughs) like –
2: it's definitely a lot easier when you're in your own house. Um, it's it's so difficult when they're having it at the shops because, like you said, you're thinking of all the other people around you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just now in a, in a place where I will still do it anywhere that I am because I'm very comfortable in what I'm doing and I also feel like it's a great way to model it to other people. Yeah, okay. um, True. And, uh, yeah, because... I really love it. I'm like, I'm showing these other people that there is a different way, but yeah, I mean what I would do if they, so I can give you an example of, do you want me to do an example of what happened this morning? Yes. (laughs) Do it. So I will do the one with my four year old because this one actually got physical. So, um, I'd ask him to do something and he didn't want to do it because you know, he's a four year old and he's got his own agenda (laughs) and he doesn't want to stop for for what my agenda is. And, um, so then I had to help him physically say, no, I've, I've told you that I need you to do this. So I'm going to help you now. So I took hold of him and I brought him over to me. And this is when he got really angry because I'd taken him away from his space that what he was doing. And he started to try and kick me. So obviously I'm not going to allow that kicking, hitting, fighting, spitting, any of that stuff is a no. That's a hard limit, right? Because we're not going to condone that. But I'm also not going to shame him for it because him doing that is is actually just, in, it's just, he's got a lack of impulse control. Mm. So he's, he can't physically stop himself in that moment when he's feeling that angry. So instead of shaming him, telling him off, punishing him, whatever, I'm just going to block whatever's coming at me, whether it's a hand or a foot, I'm going to block it. And I'm going to say, I can't let you do that kicking hurts. I'm going to stop that. And then likely he's probably going to try to do it again. And then again, I'm going to stop you. I can't let you do that. Kicking hurts. And then because I'm stopping him, he's going to get upset, which he did. And the tears came, the yelling came, the screaming came. And I sat there with him and I said, I hear you. You really didn't want to come over here. You were really enjoying playing over there, but I needed you to do something for me. You're so angry with me. And he was, yeah, like screaming and like trying to get me again. And I was, again, just continuing to block block any kind of foot or, or hand that was coming for me, but still validating how he was feeling. Mm. And this went on for maybe... Five minutes and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, like it really did test me. I think it was the kicking that really like I could feel the anger inside me and I told him, I said, I because I think this is also a really good thing to model. I let him know, I said, When you kicked me, I felt really angry. But when I felt angry what I did was I took a big breath like this. <sighs> Maybe you would like to try do that. And he did he did the same but not until he calmed down a little bit. Yeah. So he wasn't going to do it straight away because he was too angry. <laughs> but he did eventually, you know, he got there. So it was probably like 10 minutes of, of me just holding this space for him and letting him know that it was okay to feel like this. And I did keep repeating that. It's okay for you to feel angry. I'm right here and I love you and I'm going to help you. And then he just eventually collapsed
0: into my arms and had to be cuddled. Exactly like you said what happened on that video. Oh yeah. my gosh, girl, you just make it sound so easy and like so um, just calming, doesn't she? Like
1: it would be so hard, like you said, even, you know, when someone's getting angry at you, I mean, mm. generally speaking, you're you- gonna get angry or retaliate. And to yeah. you know, obviously it's different when it's an adult versus an adult, but yeah. when it's an adult versus a kid, you, you gotta be the mature one, the bigger person.
2: Exactly. You've got to be, you've got to be the guide, you've got to be the loving leader and it's, you know, this is like what I aspire to do all the time. But like I said before, do I get it right every single time? No, I don't because I have my own triggers and I have things mm, that, yep. that really push me and, and I might be sleep deprived or I might be hungry or whatever it is. Um, but I just think the more you practice it and the more you do it, it just becomes a little
0: bit easier. Yeah. Oh, Em, I love, I love it because it's super empowering to think that way as well. Because at the end of the day, we love these little things to death, you know? And we just, and yes, we're going to, like we said, be sleep deprived or hungry or whatever, and they're going to test our patience and stuff. But I just love that you can think of it another way. Like, I know for me, I've said to you a few times, like, you know, at daycare, they just say he's so chill. And I'm like, oh, you wouldn't believe it. He throws his wobblies with his mum and dad. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> it used to be bath time with Greg. Griffo now it's um you know nappy, nappy change with me and it, you know just literally wants to throw himself off the change table and and that's what I think I think it's you know it's his I'm his safe space and so I do I take pride in that and I don't take it personally and I think that's what happens sometimes is mums and dads and we had to have that conversation a lot with you because it was really hard for Griffo at you know, those few months, it was...
1: Yeah, I mean, you tolerate it, but you just... It wasn't enjoyable, but you got to sort of
0: push through. it. You did keep pushing through, and, like, I just, you know, was so amazed, but I kept saying to him, don't take it personally, don't take it personally. Like, this is him just expressing himself, maybe that he wants me to bath him, but we're not... (laughs) We're not allowing that. We're going to keep going with you. Yeah, that's it, that's it. And I think... For me
2: as well, like, I have, like, the big picture in mind of, like, okay, well, I'm doing this right now and it's really going to pay off, like, because Mm. they're learning so much about how to regulate their emotions. They're recognising what the emotion is so they can label it and they will then be able to express it to you. And, you know, I explained what happened with my four-year-old this morning, but my goodness, like, the change that I've seen in him over the last three years since he started, you know having these big tantrums from about one usually starts around then he can now say to me mommy I'm feeling so angry and I'm like thank you so much for letting me know what would you like me to do to help you do you need a cuddle do you need this do you need that and he can actually now almost prevent his like you know he's starting to get that like um awareness of, yeah. of what to do in a situation where he is feeling overwhelmed and he's on—he's he's just about to turn four you know like I just think about where that is going to end up if, if we continue doing this you know and especially in the teenage years yes they say teenage and the toddler years are quite similar in what's going on in the brain yeah. so if we're doing it now for them as as toddlers you know they're going to have all these skills and all this awareness as a teenager and you know, what
0: else would we want for them? We don't want them to have a hard time. Mm, I think course, that's, we don't. I think it's so powerful. Well, I know that's something that I've been an, a huge advocate for over the years, like with depression, anxiety, being you know, and people's mental health, especially in this day and age with COVID, we get kind of, like you said, shamed saying these emotions and everything that we shouldn't have these, but being getting them to be able to express them in the right way from such a young age is really healthy, actually, and to not box them in because that's when they can come out 10 times worse later exactly that's the biggest
2: thing getting them out of the body because like honestly like there's research in how emotion gets stuck in our organs in our cells like in our body like it actually gets stuck there and that causes illnesses it causes disease disease like you, you end up with anxiety whatever it is So we just want them to get it out there so Mm. they're not holding on to it, you know, and and they're not having to then go through some of the struggles that maybe we've gone through
0: yeah well I only said to you yesterday when you were angry he was angry about something and I said just scream and it was so funny wasn't it we were in the bedroom <laughs> Memph was on the bed having a bottle and I was like no I wanted to scream before I don't want to scream now I'm like get it out and then I started going ah ah and I was dancing around screaming and then Memph started going ah 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 and it was so cute I mean you didn't get your anger out but Memph and I did <laughs> oh that's great
2: and you're and also you're modeling that to him like that's something that i will always give them an option to do and it can be something that you know probably a lot of the time maybe parents don't think is a good thing but if they're like he's feeling angry say all right you're feeling angry what you could do is you could roar you could scream to get the anger out you could go jump on the bed you could go and punch a pillow yes you know like all these things that you can do instead of hitting or instead of kicking yeah. or you let's get this anger out of your body in a healthy way um so like you know sometimes if we're at the park and there's just grass there I'm like pull the grass like let's pull it let's bang let's like let's get a drum and let's bang the drum and whatever it is like just get this out of your body so
0: good I love it Em thank you so much you're such a darling I yeah like I and you know I wanted to get Griffo on this episode because you know that's the way that I kind of want to show him that it's okay to have all these emotions and stuff like that and to understand him and you know and support him in the best way that we can so yeah tantrums aren't a bad thing i think that's what yeah. i got out of it and
1: that's definitely and just how to control it yeah you know, or not control it but be there with them and support support, yeah. support them
0: yeah. 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 Oh, well, thanks so much, Gorge. If anyone wants to follow Em, jump onto Instagram, Conscious Mothers Group. Like I said, she offers a very different perspective to a way that a lot of us have been either raised or, you know, um, think that they're going to raise their children. And it's it, that's what I love about it. It's just offering a different perspective for people. So make sure you do that. Uh, or you could also listen to her and Annabelle on Hey Mama, which is an awesome podcast for mums, obviously. Um, but massive love, M and... Uh, Yeah, huge love to love to dream. Thank you so much for being our sponsors. If you want to download the free sleep guide to build healthy sleep foundations and get all these little tips and tricks if you're in the struggles of self-settling or wake times, all that kind of thing, um, there is a free sleep guide now uh, in the show notes. So jump on that. Big love to you. I don't know why I started singing. (laughs) Bye, everyone. See
1: ya.